Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Psalm 146 TPT. Okay, we'll all read it together. I think it's from verse 1 to 10. Are you ready? Do you know how one of the ways to, to, to be filled with the Holy Spirit is to, is to read a psalm? Are you aware? <laughs> That's what he told you. <laughs> he said, do not be drunken with wine, wear in in excess, but be filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking to one another in psalm. So the day you feel like God is not with you, pick the psalm and begin to speak it loud. Speak it out loud. It's just a matter of time. You can read the psalm. Whether you understand or not, keep reading. Keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. By the time you realize... Something is happening with you. Okay? For the sake of some, Ephesians 5.18, right? Look at it. He said, And be not drunk with wine, wherein in excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Semicolon. How do you do that? Speaking to yourselves. Speaking to yourselves. It means speak to yourself. Not like I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to myself. What? In Psalm and in hymns. And spiritual songs. Can you see that? Now let me show you. Once you speak the Psalms over time, after some time, the Spirit of God will just stir you up and take you to a place where you realize that you begin to speak your own Psalms. And they turn into spiritual songs. You begin to honor him with your own words. Spiritual songs coming from the depth of your heart. You see? It's amazing. He says, speaking to yourselves in Psalm. Speaking to yourself in Psalm. Speaking to yourself in Psalm. So when you go home, go and read like five chapters before you sleep. Yes, you can lie on your bed and just begin to read it. Ta, 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 ta. I did about ten of them, ten chapters before I came. All right. So Psalm one forty six. Okay. Don't this one don't write. You said this one read. So. <laughs> all right. So one go. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. My innermost being will praise you, Lord. I will spend my life praising you and singing high praises to you, my God, every day of my life. We can never look to men for help. No matter who they are, they can't save us. For even our great leaders fail and fall. They too are just mortal who will one day die. At death, the spirit of all departs and their bodies return to dust. In the day of their death, all their projects and plans are over. 
but those who hope in the Lord will be happy and pleased. Our help comes from the God of Jacob. You keep all your promises. You are the creator of heaven's glory, earth's grandeur, and the ocean's greatness. Charlie, there's some lyrics here for you. <laughs> the oppressed get justice with you. The hungry are satisfied with you. Prisoners find their freedom with you. You open the eyes of the blind and you fully restore those bent over with shame. You love those who love and honor you. You watch over strangers and immigrants and support the fatherless and widows. But you subvert the plans of the ungodly. Lord, you will reign forever. Zion's God will rule through time and eternity. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Isn't this beautiful? Look at the sandwich. He sandwiched all these things within praising the Lord. Look at verse 1. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then he ended. Verse 10. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see, that is why hallelujah, you can't say amen. The response to hallelujah is not amen. The response to hallelujah is praise the Lord. Now, this is, this is what caught me before I came. He says, you will reign. He said, Lord, you will reign forever. And he said, Zion's God will rule throughout time and eternity. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Zion's God will rule throughout time and eternity. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Zion's God will rule throughout time and eternity. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Say it. Say it again ten times. Say it loudly, huh? Again. Close your eyes and say it and see. Say it again. <laughs> Say it again. It's beautiful. It speaks of the sovereignty of God. Even though the Bible says Satan is the God of this world, it's Zion's God that rules in this time and eternity. It speaks of his sovereignty. It speaks of his sovereignty. Do you know who wrote this one? Two people. And Zachariah. It's not David. I wonder, what did they see about God that made them speak in this manner? And my prayer tonight, if, you don't, if nothing happens to you, is that whatever they saw that made them speak of God in these mysterious, may you also see that and in your quiet time, begin to open your lips and speak unto God. Speak mighty things that the Spirit of God is going to unleash to your spirit. Oh, Zion's God will rule throughout time and eternity. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Oh, Jesus. Have you guys heard of the, of the revival that is going on in the U.S.? The Asbury revival? There's a revival. It was a father. That's my prayer. The Lord will do the same with us as well. In a small garden like this, they were just worshiping and praising God and teaching. They've been there for one week, three days. Morning, afternoon, evening. People keep coming. People keep coming from all over. People hear it and they will go. They are still there right now. They are still there. When the heart is ready, the spirit of God pours like fountains of waters. When you guys were just ministering, I was like, God, I know, I believe. When the heart is set and ready, nothing would matter. It's a university in their worship room. And they were just like this, like I'm teaching you and they are singing. Teach. By the time they realized, nobody wanted to go home. And the whole thing spread like that. And go and look at it. People, people don't have a place to stand. And they've been, they've been in that one place for one week, three days. It's called the Asbury Revival. It's happening now. This one is not something we have read. It's something that is happening now. And trust me, when the church is ready, they will receive abundance of the outpouring of the love of God. When you were singing about, I'm so in love with you. You know, sometimes it's just words. But there should be a time where it becomes a realm. Where you begin to experience that love he talks about. It comes with the heart. But there's coming a time where our will will not rule. There are young people, young people. People are coming there and while service is going on, people are receiving Jesus. People are on the floor crying. You know the questions they are asking. What is there after eternity? What is there after eternity? Lord, save me. What is there after eternity? Nobody's preaching to them. It's just the whole atmosphere. See, when we have the right heart, we create the right atmosphere. You will see people passing here and they will rush in and say, Lord, save me. Nobody will minister because the heart is right. I pray that Ghana will receive soon. And may the Lord work through us. That's been my prayer for long. That one day we are ministering and people are rushing in and they are weeping and say, Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. This is not Azusa Street. We have read. You've seen it? Yeah. It's called the Asbury Revival. Oh, Jesus. First of all, Namiedo. Seven days, one week. One week, three days. They are there. I saw it on CNN. Now, the whole television. God has turned around. Fox TV and all these television stations, they now have something better to speak of. <laughs> yeah, that's how God can capture the minds of people. You think Satan can rule the world? Didn't you read? Zion's God ruled throughout time and eternity. He rules. He rules. Yeah. Nobody will speak of it. Now everybody's speaking about Osbury. When I saw it on Fox TV, I was like, whoosh. And they are saying something is happening in America. It's not just because of America. It is spreading like wildfire. May we be part of this. You see, even in America, not everybody will be part of this revival. But I pray that when there is a revival like this, may you be part of it. That you are overwhelmed with God's glory. That nothing entices you any longer. That you like to be there. And this one, they haven't seen anything yet. I'm sure as they continue, the glory will become heavier and heavier like Azusa. Where heaven literally, literally opened 
and they see God's power. People are receiving songs and they are singing. And look at what they are using for their music. Not plenty instrumental, just guitar. And the people are ministering all over the place. And Jesus is reigning. Somebody say, Jesus reign. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. It is well. I'm happy. This is the greatest news. Hebrews chapter 12. Okay, let's do TPT. Because of time, let's do the verse 2. All right. He says, we look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and expectation on Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this. Because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. When I read this, go back. When I read this, the Spirit of God brought the first and the second line into my eyes. Like, it literally jumped into my eyes like this. So I had to read it again. And he said, we look away from the natural realm. We look away from the natural realm. And we focus our attention and our expectation on Jesus. You take your, mind, your eyes off Jesus. You won't survive. You won't survive. So the Spirit of God asked me to stop certain things watching certain things and fix my eyes. In other words, there shouldn't be any time where I don't read the word and I don't see Jesus. Because the more I look into his eyes, the more I look at him, the more I gaze. The word expectation is meaning gaze. The more I gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith in us and who leads us into faith perfection the more we fix our eyes on him, the more we are strengthening to go through humiliation for his sake. Go on to the next one. We will endure agony. And when all these things are done, you will be seated, exalted. Can you see that? There are some callings where you cannot sit exalted, except you have gone through certain things. Now, for you to be able to go through those things, you can't fix your eyes on this world. You need to constantly learn to fix your gaze on Jesus. He is the source of your strength. He's the source of your strength. You take your eyes off Jesus one bit, you put your eyes on other places, and your strength begins to die. You cannot conquer again. You cannot stand humiliation. You cannot stand a lot of things because your eyes are in the natural realm. Now, your strength and your power does not come from the natural realm. Your strength and your, your power comes from the spiritual realm where Jesus is the author and the finisher of the faith that is inside of you. So for you to be fueled in that faith, because it is faith, you live by faith. It is faith that is going to cause you to walk in wherever you are walking through. You, you might go through humiliation. You might go through agony. You might go through all this. But once your face is, your eyes are gazed on Jesus, you are strengthening to go through. The Bible says, what made Jesus able to go through what he went through 
was because of the joy that was set before him, knowing that you will be his. Knowing that you will be his. Can you see this? Because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his. The Bible is saying that when he was on the cross and he was in pain, yes, he could feel pain. He could feel the humility. I mean, he experienced the humiliation. He was naked. They, they did also, the Bible says that in the book of Isaiah, he was downtrodden like rose flower that couldn't, you know, it wasn't recognizable. Yet, something kept him. In other words, something kept him to die. He could have fought death, but he did not fight death. He endured the cross. He went through the humiliation. And as he was on the cross, as all these things were happening to him, his eyes were somewhere. I am sure he was seeing the world and seeing the billions of people who were going to come unto him for the joy that all these things, all these people were going to leave the shackles of Satan and they are going to experience God's greatest love and peace and righteousness. He endured it. Can you see this? Gaze your eyes on Jesus. When we say Jesus, the King James Version says Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You see, the TPT is telling you that he's the one that birthed faith into you. He birthed faith into you. Now, the faith you have is not your human faith. No human faith can receive from God. You see, the Bible says that, and God bought us by the blood of his son. Look, look at it. He bought you by the blood of his own son. And his son is God. In other words, God bought you by himself. Can you see this? So, the same way, without the faith of Christ, nobody can receive the righteousness of God. He must give you his faith so you can receive of, from him. Now, the reason why the Bible says he is the author and finisher, or, yes, the author and finisher of our faith is because the word faith in the Greek is the word pistis. And pistis is from where we get the word faithfulness. And faithfulness is three words. Dependable, reliable, and trustworthy. Which means, God the Father could depend on Jesus for our salvation. God the Father could rely on Jesus for our salvation. And God the Father could trust Jesus for our salvation. And so Jesus was faithful to the Father. To come and die and become the sacrificial lamb to die for us. Can you see this whole thing? So now, the faithfulness of Jesus is what has gone through the sacrifice. And what has gone through the sacrifice is what he has given you. So the reason why your faith I mean, appeals to God is because it has gone through the sacrifice that brings salvation, that pulls everything from God. So Jesus is the one. He's the pioneer. Some translations say he's the pioneer. He's the pioneer of our faith. He's the one that, that went, he's the first person to be faithful to God. None of them. Nobody else. Can you see it? Even Abraham received the faith of Jesus to receive righteousness. I will show you very soon. Are you with me now? So now Jesus He's the same as our faith. 
So that the faith you have is a faith that has conquered. Can you see it? The faith you have is the faith that has conquered. It has already gone through everything and has conquered. It's a, it's a conquering faith. And that conquering faith is what you have. It has conquered and it has satisfied every standard that God is looking for. So now, look at it this way. Do you know what the law is? In simple terms, the law is a set of instructions. Set of instructions. Which was given to Moses by angels from God. To give to God's people. And these instructions, they are supposed to memorize it and live by it. When they do, then they can receive from God. If they don't do it, they cannot receive from God. That's called the law. He gave them ten, called the Ten Commandments. Then afterwards, it began to increase. Out of the ten, it increased. It increased until it was 613. And the 613, he said, if you break one of them, you have broken all the 613. And these laws, if you don't fulfill them, you are cursed already. But if you are able to obey one of them, then a blessing will come to you. Today I will show you who the blessing is. Then a blessing will come to you. So there are a set of instructions given by God. Now this set of instructions ideally was not supposed to kill man or put man in that situation. But it was the stubbornness of the heart of man the Bible says stiff-necked and stubbornness that led man <laughs> into that state. Can you see this? So when Jesus came, they were quoting this scripture without it being rooted in their heart. And Jesus even told them that, you see, this law that you are quoting, there are some that you don't know of. You are only seeing the surface. That's not the reason why I gave you this. But I'm telling you, if you look upon a woman and last after the woman, you have already committed sin. That was not part of the Ten Commandments. Can you see this? Which means that man was so ignorant of the ripple effect of the law. So man will forever be a sinner until Jesus came. Now when Jesus came, Please see it this way. This set of instructions, no human being can fulfill instructions from a holy God. Because you see, first of all, you even need understanding of what a spirit has said. Mene, mene, tekel, ufasin. In Daniel chapter 5, as the king was having his party, a hand appeared and wrote on the wall. No human being, including the sorceress, were able to read and interpret what it was. It's to tell you that the language of the spirit, it is not easily understood. So another man in whom the spirit of God dwell, Daniel, came. And as he saw, he began to explain. He said, Mene means this. Mene means tekel, ufasin, 
This is what it means. But the king had sorceress. And a sorcerer is a man in whom a spirit of magic resides. So there's another spirit. But that spirit could not read the language of that spirit. Can you see this? The king cried out aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. The king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, Babylon, confusion. Whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then came, so this is an opportunity. May God bring you out anytime there's an opportunity. God will bring an opportunity where nobody can have solution to that matter and you will have solution. Stay in the place with the spirit and you'll be amazed. They came in all the king's wise men. Look at the wise men. But they couldn't read the writing. Nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. First of all, they couldn't even read. Not to think of interpreting it. That is why if you tell me Satan knows the word of God, I just laugh at you. It is a language he can read, but he, might, he doesn't have understanding. Let's get it here. Because I hear, and I'm tired of it, I hear men of God raise Satan to that hand that the devil even knows the word of God more than some Christians. It is, it is, it's a lie. Yes, we read in Matthew chapter 4. He said, Satan said, it is written, you know, I shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't understand. If it was true, Jesus would not counterquote. You see, there is an interpretation to spirit language. They came, they, they could not read the writing, nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Huh? But the king of Belshazzar, then was King Belshazzar greatly troubled and his countenance was changed in him. And his lord were astonished. Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lord, came into the banquet house. And the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thought trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in the kingdom. May you be that man. In the name of Jesus, may you be that man. When people are giving up, may you be that man that will bring restoration. Look at, look at the language here. There is a man in thy kingdom in whom in whom the spirit of the Holy Ghost. They didn't know our God. So they wanted to ascribe because what made this man unique cannot be human intellect. Cannot be anything of man. It has to be God, some, the spirit of God. It has to be the spirit of God. Oh, may, may people speak about you like that. Whenever there is a problem, may they say there is one here in whom the spirit of God is filled in. When there is a challenge, may they call on you and say there is a man here in whom the spirit of God is. He has all the answers, ladies and gentlemen. The Holy Ghost has the answers to every problem. And the Holy Ghost is in you. He's about to use you to do mighty things. And the world will hear of you and they shall speak of you. That there is a man, there is a man. There is a man. Somebody shout, I am the man. I am the man. 
They are all men. There are a lot of men, but they are describing one. They said one in whom? In whom the spirit of the holy God. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom and the wisdom of God and was found in him. Look at it. Look at what is mentioned. Light. Revelation. Understanding and wisdom. Ah. Can you just imagine what is inside of you? If they can speak of, in fact, they are, they are actually speaking of God. In their minds, their words, their knowledge can only, is only limited to the gods they know. But we know that they are talking about the almighty God. In other words, when a man is full of almighty God, he is full of what? Light, understanding, and wisdom. Somebody hold your head, hold your head. And say, I am full of light, understanding, and wisdom. I am full of light, and understanding, and wisdom. I am full of light, understanding, and wisdom. I am full of light, understanding, and wisdom. By the power of the Holy Ghost who lives in me. I am full of the Holy Ghost. I am full of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. See, you are a change maker. Look, they said this guy is filled with these guys, these things, like, like the wisdom of God was found in him. In other words, the way he operates, eh, the wisdom that he's seen, eh, the understanding that he has, eh, the light, the revelation that he has is like that of a God. Today, you are better than Daniel. So we must see 10 times of Daniel. 100 times of Daniel. Today you have received light. You just know that you have light. You have understanding. You have wisdom. I am a solution to this world. I am a solution to this world. I am a solution to my generation. In the name of Jesus. He said, was found in him. Whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say, thy father, made master of who? Of who? Your father made him a master. In other words, a ruler, a lord over the magicians. Magicians also claim they have a spirit. Astrologers also claim they have a spirit. Soothsayers also claim. Today people go for soothsayers. They say, tell me this. Tell me about the future. They look into balls and they are telling you the future. Okay, let them look. There is a spirit in me. That makes me a master over them. Put your hand on your belly. Say, out of my belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Say, I am a master because of the Holy Ghost. I am a master because of the Holy Ghost. I am a master above magicians, above soothsayers. In the name of Jesus, there is a greater spirit in my spirit. In the name of Jesus. 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 Look at what the Spirit of God can do to you. Look at it. For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding and interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving doubts. Is somebody reading this? 
Are you reading this? <laughs> May you have a change of mind from tonight. Look, the Bible is telling you what happens to you when you are full of a spirit. He said, For there is an excellent spirit. They are right. Somebody shout, There's an excellent spirit in me. No, believe it. Say, There's an excellent spirit in me. There's an excellent spirit in me. Look at it and knowledge and understanding and interpreting of dreams and sowing. This word blows me. Sowing of what? Hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel. That shall be said of you. Now, the guy was so full of the spirit of God that the king had no choice but to name him as a god. Belteshazzar is the name of a god in, in, in Babylon. They couldn't have a name. Meshach was not the name of a god. Shadrach was not the name of a god. Abednego was not the name of a god. You remember, when they gave them names, they didn't give Daniel. They were four. But they only gave Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They gave them name, but they didn't give Daniel. Because Daniel was unique. Don't you see after they were put into the, fun, uh, the, the furnace, you never heard of the three again. Go check. They were never mentioned again. It was time for the one with the excellent spirit. <laughs> How far you can go is determined by the spirit inside of you. Now, I'm not saying that they didn't have the spirit of God. You see, sometimes you can believe God, but you might not have all the effulgence of the Holy Ghost leading you and moving through you. So you are two Christians, but one can be limited by, by matters, but another one that goes on a longer journey because of the Holy Ghost. There was something Daniel learned, the Holy Ghost. Even when the Holy Ghost was not given then, he trusted in the spirit that giveth wisdom. So they called him Belteshazzar. Then was Daniel brought before the king and the king spake and said unto Daniel, about that Daniel, somebody, somebody is about to ask you. Uh, are you that Edmond? Are you that Ebenezer? Are you that Manuel? Are you that Angie? Are you that love? I, I cannot say to everybody, you to put your hand on your chest. Are ah, you mention your name? <laughs> there's a song we sing we said the nation shall come to us to receive answers from our lips do you believe that Jesus was on the earth he was the light of the earth when he left we took his place we are the light of the world today hmm and the king spake and said unto Daniel, Art thou the Daniel which art of the children of the captivity of Judah? Whom the king my father brought out of Jew? I have even heard of thee that uh, 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 say that what? And that light and understanding Barako Shadaba. That is why Paul prayed and said, I pray that the father will give you what? Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Wisdom and revelation. Light, 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 light and understanding. Somebody say, I have understanding. I have light. I have an excellent wisdom. 
what is being spoken about one man go back he didn't say are you the one that went to university are you the one that works at stambeck are you the one that works here are you the one that lives in that big house no there's something beyond this world that was spoken was seen it means wisdom can be seen the spirit can be seen understanding can be seen he said are you that one in whom the spirit of the gods is in thee and that's light and understanding and excellent all these things are not things of the earth there are things beyond this earth and for a man to possess all these things it's just by grace 15 and now the wise men the astrologers have been brought in before me that they should read this writing and make known unto me the interpretation thereof but they could not show the interpretation of the thing I have heard of thee that thou canst make interpretation and dissolve doubt now if you canst read the writing and make known to me the interpretation thereof thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold around thy neck and thou shalt be the third ruler in the kingdom God brought an opportunity and found a man in whom his spirit is and placed him there as you are full of the spirit may you be conscious of the wisdom the knowledge the excellence that when there is an opportunity may you be found in that place in the name of Jesus Christ now this is something amazing he is from Judah he has gone to another man's country Babylon how can he become the third president the third vice president in another man's land this tells you that there is no limitation to God and what he can do he breaks protocols to put you there Say, God is breaking protocols to place me there. No, say it like you believe and you are happy. Say, God is breaking protocols to place me there. In the name of Jesus. Say, God is breaking protocols for my sake to put me there by the power of the Holy Ghost who resides in me. Now, you can see that Everything that is happening here has nothing to do with the knowledge with the self of Daniel. Everything that is known about Daniel is just by God. What does it tell you? When you are thinking of moving to the next phase of your life, don't put to yourself your school, your work, you, you, you. When it's about you, nobody will know you. When it's about you, nobody would know you. Because when they called him, they didn't say, are you the one from Judah? Your father is this. Your mother. No, no, no. That was, that was never said. He said, are you the one in whom? The spirit of the gods. It is the spirit that makes the difference. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Holy Ghost in you that will make the difference. If you will yield to the Holy Ghost, if you will trust to the Holy Ghost, if you will love the Holy Ghost, he shall place you. He shall place you. It's like me going to America tomorrow and I become the vice president of America. Naturally, it is not possible. Why? I'm a guy, I'm, you know, from the natural realm, I'm from Ghana. Did you hear what I said? From the natural realm, I'm from Ghana. From the spiritual realm, I'm from Zion. You see. I'm careful at what I say. I'm not a Ghanaian. From the blood side. 
from my mother's side, I'm from Ghana. But from my father's side, I'm from Zion. <laughs> so I go to America, and then God will bring an issue where nobody can solve it. Then they will say, there is a man here who is full of the Spirit of God. He can make difficult matters so simple and easy. Then they bring you and then you solve the whole problem. And the whole country says that let us elevate. In fact, in fact, the Spirit of God will cause them to like you and to elevate you. When God decides to elevate you and to place you there, nobody can say no. <laughs> huh. Then Daniel answered and said before the king. Now, this is what I'm telling you. He didn't put himself into the whole thing. He gave glory to God, even in this matter. Look at it. Let thy gift be to thyself. In other words, what is in me is not really, I'm going to help you, but not really because I want something from you. This is the heartbeat of a man that loves God. When God is all sufficient for you, and when God is all and all you have, and you know you have, there's nothing in this world that you fight for. Pastor Chris said it. He, he went to America for a program and they wanted to give him money. He said, no, I didn't come to preach for you to give money. He said, I came to put money into America's economy. Why? God showed him that in Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says there were people that subdued nation. And you cannot subdue a nation when you are always taking from them. Because the receiver is lesser. It is always the giver. So you know what he did? The studio that's his program in. They were owing money they couldn't pay. He injected first of all $2 million into America. And then he bought that studio. Today it is called the Love World Studios in America. Today, it looks like he is more in America than here. God began to spread him. All the men of God, most men of God in, you know, they come to him and they come to listen. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've watched some of his, his, his videos. And they are sitting under his feet. They listen to him. Now when they go to their churches, they change their messages. They are preaching like Pastor Chris. When God gives you a nation, that is why you should, have, you should be having giving mindset. You should be having giving mindset. Otherwise, when you be God, one day God raises you and takes you to a place to go and minister, you are already thinking of how much they will give you. Can you see this? He said, let thy gift be to thyself and give thy reward to another. Yet I will read the writings unto the king and make known to him the interpretation. I'm not doing what I'm doing because you give me something. Because God is all I have. God is too much for me. Imagine you are a slave and there's an opportunity like this and the king is telling you that if you are able to do this, I'm going to give this one to you. You say, God, thank you. Say, King, my Lord King. But you see, Daniel was not worried about where he was. Because if God is with you in slavery, it is like being in heaven. He didn't hear that. Some of you today, if Jesus, God says now he wants to change situations and go and be in hell, like the way hell is right now, and Satan is going to heaven, and they say, choose where you go. <laughs> Plenty of people will say, no, I like heaven. 
But may you like where God is. May you like where God is. Because when he is there, he is all sufficient. Then he said, "Uh uh-huh, okay. Oh, thou king, the most high God, gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom, and majesty, and glory, and honor. And for the majesty of, you know, and so on. Please go and read the rest. So you see, he began to interpret the thing. There are words that a spirit cannot read except a higher spirit. In other words, God can speak. That is why Satan doesn't understand Baraduvrekesevradishta. We speak in Tala tongue, but he doesn't understand. Because it's a language that is beyond the understanding. Listen, it is God that gives understanding. God can make you speak and stop the devil from understanding. Do you believe that? If God has called you for something that he wants only you to do, and you are supposed to die, he will let somebody take your place. Just so you can be around. Look at what happened to you, Beth Angel. You saw it. He was, by divine orchestration, he was supposed to die by 30th of November. But he can't go. Look, there are some people in this world who are, they are, they are, they are nations. Do you understand? Their nation, except God wants them to go. There are some men, because of some men of God, they have, certain nations have tourism attraction. More than tourism in the national tourism, whatever. People are coming to, more to Nigeria because of some, 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 some serious men of God. TV Joshua is one. Hmm? Pastor Chris goes to South Africa and nations are coming for healing school just because of one man. Just because of one man. You are not being prophetic right now. But now your hand should be here and say, Lord, you make me one. You make me one. Because of you, the nation shall come to your rising. TB Joshua, look at his education. Why look at him as a natural man? It's like somebody that you will not even call. But because of one man, the world is coming. world is coming. Look at uh, Prophet Bushiri, Malawi. Because of him. But nations are coming to Millions of people when a man is full of the spirit and is obedient to the spirit, God makes you a nation. God can make you that person. It might not be just preaching the word of God. You can be a musician. You can be a keyboardist. There's something about the Holy Ghost. He can make you a keyboardist where when you begin to play, cripples, cripples, I'm talking about cripples whose legs are very thin will begin to rise up and walk. And the nations will be like, hey, who is this one? What miracle is this? There is a country, I don't remember the country, it's an African country, very poor. God began to turn the, the things around just because of some Christians there and began to make manna fall. And people are traveling and they picked, I saw it on CNN, they picked the manna and they eat. And they said, no, the flavor inside, you can't tell the taste of this, it's so sweet and beautiful. And they were picking it. People are traveling all over the world to go see. All you need is just one stirring. And today, we are at an advantage where God can use you. On Wednesday, I was talking to you about passion. It takes only passion to make God place you there. So you don't become a nation. The Bible says that arise, arise, arise for the light has come. Rise. He didn't say sleep. 
You are lazy at the word of God. You are lazy at prayer. You are lazy at everything. You are sleeping. You are deep. You cannot become a nation. Because these guys that became nations, they were, they had it. They wanted to. God is going to take somebody. Maybe your village, nobody goes there. But God will make you go do something there. That will bring the world. I don't know, but I hear TV Joshua's church is in some village. There's no signboard. Because God told him not to use signboard. And the world comes, they are coming from everywhere. You think he's shy? No. And they are going to the synagogue of all nations. When God gave him that name, you think it's a joke. Synagogue of all nations. And indeed, the nations are coming to him. Today I see his photographers and videographers and whatever, and white people. You know, amazing. God can bring the world to your feet. Look at Isaiah 45, when he was talking to Cyrus. Amazing. Look, that said the Lord to his anointed to Cyrus. Whose right hand have I holding? To what? To subdue nations before him. God is capable of subduing nations. And anytime I go on my knees, that is what I say. When I say I have a one million congregation, I know what I'm talking about. Because God can subdue a nation before you. Before Cyrus, one man. And I will lose the loins of kings to open before him two lived gates and the gates shall not be shut. Oh Jesus. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. The impossible becomes possible with God. I will break pieces the gates of brass. Brass is judgment. He will break the gate of judgment and cut asunder the bars of iron. Uh huh. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know. That thou mayest know. That thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by name, am the God of Daniel. Today, Israel is not here. I'm here. <laughs> Verse 4. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect, I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee. I have surnamed thee. Though thou hast not known me, go on. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I gathered thee. Though thou hast not known me, go on, that they may know from the rising of the sun, from the west, that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, there is none, and there is none like that, none else. I form thee, I form the light, and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Go on. Drop down, ye heavens, from above. And let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open. And let them bring forth salvation. And let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Let the posture strive with the posture on the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioned it, What maketh thou and thy work? He had no hands. He had no hands. Uh-huh. Go on. Woe unto him that saith to his father, What beggest thou? Or to the, to the woman, What 
hast thou brought forth? That said the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker. Ask me one thing to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands. Command ye me. I have made the earth and created man on it. I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens and all their hosts I have commanded. I have raised him up in righteousness and I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city and he shall let go my captives. Not for price nor reward, saith the Lord. Did you hear that? That saith the Lord, the leper. Go on, go on. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayman 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny-L Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people People are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean, and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to lead from glory to glory, and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.